Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of The World's Passion. Hey, Justin, how are you doing? Good, Nick. Good to hear. We're going to be talking about all things soccer. And so, for the beginning of the podcast... Looks like we're going to be talking about the Premier League and all the hot topics going around. What's some cra- Those were some crazy games today. Well, we currently got Tottenham Hotspur and Man United going on, so... Who knows what's well going to happen with that? Well, Son currently just had a chance to finish it, but Basaka was able to get back in time to stop that from going up one nothing for the Spurs. Our current table sits Chelsea at top, then Liverpool, City, and West Ham. Yeah, there's a new face up in the top four. Uh, West Ham usually <clears throat> isn't up high like this. So, surprise. They, they did all right at that. They did all right last season. I think they have a chance seeing how certain teams are doing this year. Yeah, right behind them, Arsenal, who's been on a tear lately. Uh they really have found their stride, and I honestly didn't think I'd see them doing so well this early in the season. But um, other teams, Tottenham's in seventh place, and Man United in eighth. So used to seeing those teams higher up in the table, but it's still early in the season, so something still can happen. Um, you thinking that the tables are gonna remain? you know, the same throughout the year, or are there going to be, like, some surprise teams coming up? I think Chelsea will stay at the top. They've been doing great. They beat Norwich 7 nothing. Now they beat Newcastle 3 nothing. We have a solid yeah, they, team. Yeah, Chelsea really showed it to Newcastle today. Uh, Newcastle's been, you know, 19th right now with only four points. Not looking too hot for them. <laughs> Uh, they did, though, get some new managers who are the fans seem pretty happy about that. So that's good for the Magpies. But other than that, Ronaldo, it looks like Ronaldo just put away a goal. And it looks like it's going to be good. So off a nice volley in the box. So Man United is up 1-0 in the 40th minute. But other than that, um, just some other things going around. Liverpool tied Brighton today, two to two. Kind of expecting a win. Uh, Liverpool to pull out a win there, though. Man City also lost two nothing, which was pretty big. Seeing how well they've been playing. Yeah, and them just trying to fight for that top spot in the table like they usually are. So a little surprised to see that, but they did go down early in the game, uh, went down to 10 men, so that 
was probably a big reason to why Crystal Palace was able to pull it out in the end. Well, right now as it sits, Mo Salah is leading in goals with 10, followed by Vardy with 7, and Antonio and Mane with 6. Yeah, how you think you think that's gonna stay the same throughout the year or I think Salah's gonna win the golden boot and also has a good chance of winning golden boot and winning in assists too. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um for the assists we got Paul Pogba with seven. Uh, you know, he's just his little own maestro in the midfielder for Man United whenever he's playing. Seems whenever he's on the pitch, he's always just creating the chances that United needs. And I'd really like to see them just put him into the lineup more, you know, be a more consistent starter, seeing that he doesn't always seem to be starting as much as he'd like to. But And as a team, Liverpool currently have 29 total goals, followed by Chelsea with 26. And Yeah, not too surprising there, to be honest. Usually we're seeing either Liverpool, Chelsea, City, or United in the top four. So nothing new I thought, there. I uh, thought West City Man. would... I thought City would be number one or at least number two, seeing how whenever they win, they always blow out their opponents. Yeah, I would agree there. Um, Other than that, I mean, the game for Man United has to be a big one, considering they just came off that five to nothing loss at home to Liverpool. Uh, Mo Salah had a hat-trick in that game and just continues to show why he is one of the top players, if not the top player in the world. Definitely the best player in the Premier League this year. He's had some amazing goals. But uh, I think this is a huge game for Man United, just not because they're fighting for that top sport top four spot in the table, but um, after that last game, the board said, you know, this is for the coach, Solskjaer, you know, their last chance, and you're either going to pull us out a win that's going to make us, you know, want to keep you, or we're just going to bring someone else in because, you know, we've been behind you for so long, and we're not seeing the results that this team is used to seeing, so... I think I think he should be gone, even if they win this game. I I agree. I I feel like they've been in this you know situation before where they really feel pressured to win, and <clears throat> you know they'll. In my opinion, I think United will win this game. Uh, they're already up one nothing, and I would agree with you. Just having to sack. I mean, I feel like he's had enough time to prove something, and given the you know the squad he's had and how getting better, I just I don't think he's 
capable of being the manager. Let's get into the European Golden Shoe. Right now, as it sits, Lewandowski and Salah are tied at 10, followed by Holland and Benzema right behind them at 9. Goals for each of them, or yes, for this year, that's how many goals this year they have. Okay, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of early favorites for the European Golden Boot this year. Uh, Lewandowski currently won it last year, and the year before that, Immobile won it. Um I think if you're going to play it safe, probably say Lewandowski is going to run away with it just because, in my opinion, he's been the most consistent striker in the world. The, obviously, the best striker in the world for, within the, like, for the past three years. Rising star Erling Holland for Dortmund. He's uh, had a pretty strong start to the year. Uh, he's got 10 games played, 13 goals, and four assists. Whereas Lewandowski has 15 games played, 19 goals, and one assist. And that's for all competitions. Just the start this year, 2001 for this season. So I think Holland, honestly, might be able to run away with it. So. Money's on Lewandowski. He's been dominant the past couple of years. I think he'll take it again. Yeah, you can never go wrong there. Um, just some other favorites. Obviously, Mo Salah with the way he's been. Not too far behind Holland and Lewandowski. And then there's just the usuals, Mbappe. And Benzema, who looks like a one-man army, and Real Madrid, and then Mobley, he just always seems to be in the running somehow. He usually makes a a late push in the season. So, uh, with that, I'm thinking we could move on to the the European Golden Boy and our little shortlist of that. So, who do you think are gonna be the top three Golden Boys? Well, top three for me would have to be, in no specific order, uh, Jude Bellingham from Dortmund, Edward Camavinga, I think it's (laughs) pronounced from Real Madrid, and Pedri from Barcelona. Of course, everyone knows of Pedri. Um, And I mean, just some other names to mention Jamal Musiala from Bayern Munich German International uh Saka from Arsenal Gino Reyna from Dortmund and a name people probably aren't familiar with right now but soon will be uh Florian Wirtz from Bayer Leverkusen so how about you Justin what are you thinking well, my top guy is Jude Bellingham. I think he's been doing really good. And 
has a really good shot at winning it. And he definitely has an amazing career ahead of him. Yeah, def- I think he has a lot of high expectations for him, considering he's uh, chosen to play for the English national team. Just hoping that he is able to get those starts at such, like you know, at his age, and it seems the England coach doesn't seem to like want to play youngsters too often. You're but, seeing that with Jaden Sancho being benched for a lot of that. Yeah, and I think that's. Another thing people probably aren't familiar with is that Jamal Musiala could have chosen to play for the English national team but didn't because he was worried about his playing time. And honestly, I feel like he made the right choice playing for the German national team under the new coach Hansi Flick, the old Bayern coach. But Musiala recently, in his last friendly for Germany, scored his first international goal. So, so let's go on to the Champions League favorites. Right now, City and Bayern are plus 350, followed by PSG at plus 500, Liverpool plus 650, and Chelsea at plus 800. Yeah, it seems about right for me. I'd say, I mean, for favorites for me, I'd have to put down, you know, PSG, Man City, and Bayern definitely in there. Uh, Chelsea, can't forget them. They won it last year against Man City, won nothing. And then just teams from this year who could make a jump at it. Uh, Liverpool, Madrid, Real Madrid, that is Atletico Madrid, Juventus, and Dortmund. Um. I mean, I feel like you always you can't always count those teams out. They can always surprise you, and honestly, you never know with anything with injuries of other teams. Knock on wood, you don't want nothing with that going on. But who's your who do you got for your favorite to win the Champions this this year? Hmm. Well, a lot of people are saying PSG, but that I'm not a lot of people. They're a stacked team, they're an oil club, and I feel like those teams never win. They they do win a while, but I think they'll be taken out. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'd, agree. I'd agree with you there. I wouldn't be surprised with City, Bayern, or Chelsea. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with PSG. I mean, obviously, going into this year, you saw all the moves they made, and they probably had one of the most successful transfer markets and possibly ever with adding, you know, just to name a few names, Wijnaldum, Sergio Ramos, and, of course, Lionel Messi. And but Hakimi, other than that, we haven't Durant. seen those. Yeah, we haven't seen those big names like Lionel Messi, especially, and Ramos producing lately with I mean even in league one Messi is yet to score a goal and I think 15 games played or even record an assist you'd think after all that money spent they'd at least have to get rid of Mbappe but I guess they get to keep him too yeah 
Although with Mbappe, you'll probably end up going to Real Madrid. But honestly, I don't think PSG, I think they got Ramos and Messi off of free transfers because their contracts were expired. But I could be wrong there. But obviously, we want to see, I mean, the world wants to see bigger things from PSG because, I mean, Lionel Messi, Di Maria, Mbappe, Neymar, Verratti, Marquinhos, Ramos, all those big names. And on paper, they look like they're just the obvious favorites. But then again, you have those other teams like Man City, I'm more comfortable with making deeper runs in the UCL. Uh, Bayern Munich, who's just consistent with power, you know, being that powerhouse team that can just dominate you the whole game. Um, they they just Chelsea. have to stay healthy this year. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think Bayern could have run away with it last year if uh, Lewandowski wouldn't have gotten hurt during their competition with PSG. You obviously saw that how much they were missing them in that goal scoring. So, but for that, I mean, for me, my favorites, I'd have to say either Bayern or Chelsea. I, I know PSG and Man City are probably more favored than the two, but I don't think they have the experience or mindset to come out on top like Bayern and Chelsea have been doing in their respective leagues and as of late and just with their past like UCL histories so yeah Chelsea were definitely some underdogs last year against City yeah they were able to make a late season push yeah that that goal by Haver shutting out City yep the Bayer Leverkusen boy just another reason to keep your eye on Florian Verts. So, so I think now we can move on to the Ballon d'Or. <sighs> right now, the top three are Messi, Lewandowski, and Jorginho. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you could put some other names in there just to make it more interesting, like Kareem Benzema. Uh, For this season, in all competitions, he's had 13 games played, 11 goals and 8 assists. So, obviously, that's pretty good for a striker with 8 assists. Really catches my eye. Um, Another name, Erling Holland. As I said earlier, 10 games played, 13 goals and 4 assists. Cristiano Ronaldo always seems to find himself in the list uh, with 10 games played, six goals, and zero assists. And then Mohamed Salah, I think, obviously is in the running. Not as much this year, but definitely for next year. It looks like he's the top candidate as of now with 12 games played, 15 goals, and five assists. Maybe even giving that Premier League goal record a run for its money later in the season. But as you said, with Lewandowski, Messi, and Jorginho being the top three favorites, 
seems like it's always switching between Lewandowski and Messi every day based on their performances, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Who do, so who's who, do you your, who do you have the win? Well, for me, I think I'm going to have to say Lewandowski. Uh, I think he's – and mainly just because – to me, he's been the most consistent player in the world past three years, definitely the past two years. I feel like he was robbed of it last year and was the most obvious winner if it were to be given out last year but due to COVID and everything. Uh, France football decided not to give out the award, which is pretty disappointing. No, yeah, uh, he definitely would have won that. Yeah, I mean, they tried to make up for it with the UEFA – men's of the year award but i don't think it's the same as you know winning the ball and door obviously i I mean i think he'd choose one over the other yeah for sure and i mean lewandowski this year 15 games played 15 goals and one assist like he's averaged to score a goal every 66 minutes whenever he's on the pitch so uh messi this year eight games played three goals zero assists it looks like he got all of his goals from the Champions League. And then we have Jorginho, not known for putting up a lot of goals and assists. Uh, 13 games played, three goals and one assist. But many people are, you know, asking why he's in the running. But, I mean, I think it was obvious that he was a huge piece to that Chelsea team last year and to Italy for the Euros win. Oh, yeah, he won the Champions League, the Super Cup, and the Euros. Every minute of the Champions League knockout round and all but 15 minutes of the Euros. You can't say that he's not a big part of both of those teams when he's played almost every minute. Yeah, I mean, and he was the captain for Chelsea. And, I mean, just imagine, like, watching the Euros. If Pickford doesn't make that game-saving penalty save in the shootout against Jorginho, like, Italy wins. And I can only imagine how much more credit that would have given Jorginho in the race for the Ballon d'Or. But, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm going to have to go with Lewandowski just because Some people say you deserve the Ballon d'Or for being a dominant player, and that would be Lewandowski with 50 goals and 8 assists in 41 games, helping Bayern finish in first again. Or some people can say the amount of trophies you win, which would be Jorginho. So I'd give it to either of those two. Yeah, I mean, and there's Lionel Messi who's in there. Hasn't had the best of starts this year, which, I mean, not going against them, but I feel like it should have somewhat of a role to play. Obviously, they won the Copa, um, that being the first trophy with his, with his country, and he was the, the reason Argentina was able to make it that far. They beat Brazil one nothing in the finals in Brazil, which is – pretty hard to do but I mean 
Messi led that tournament in goals and assists, and he had a great year with Barca the year before, helping them finish in third place, I believe. But, I mean, besides that, I don't Yeah, think, he's – last year he only had – Last year, he only had 38 goals and 14 assists in 52 games and helped Barca, what, third place finish? That's not really impressive, but the only reason Messi's up here is because of the Copa America. And I don't think one trophy gets you the Ballon d'Or. No, I mean, I'd agree with you there completely. And I mean, another thing... Lewandowski national team. I mean, in the Euros, Poland got knocked out after the group stages. But I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's Poland. Like, they last yeah, a few years they weren't even considered in the top 50 teams, national teams in the world, and now they're in the top 20. And that's only because of Robert Lewandowski. I mean, they only made the World Cup the previous year because of, who else? Robert Lewandowski. Um, they recently tied England one-to-one. And in the Euros, Lewandowski had three goals in three games, one of them being against Sweden. And, I mean, if you want to add more fuel to the fire, he had a record, Derbyer of you know, they call him Bomber, uh, Jared Muller's record of 40 goals in a single season, which is pretty amazing. And especially for him to do it in the last game of the year, in the dying minutes of the game, I think is just a way to top it all off. So, Oh, yeah. Lewandowski doesn't really have a supporting cast around him at Poland. If he had a team like Argentina around him, I think they'd be going all the way. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I mean, it's not like we're trying to take credit away from everything Messi's done. Like, obviously, he's going to go down as either the the GOATs along with Cristiano Ronaldo in history. It's just that in, you know, this whole time of, you know, the whole year, it just has to be Lewandowski, in my opinion. Like, he's worked so hard and in a way has, has, you know, he has to do more in a way because his name's obviously not as big as Messi. So. Oh, yeah, we'll find out November 29th. But. Other than that, anything else you're feeling for all of this stuff? Just current stuff? Man United's still up one nothing in the 48th minute. I wouldn't be surprised and if as I say that, like that, Cristiano Ronaldo scores a goal. <laughs> His second of the day. Oh, and it looks like it's offsides, but we'll find out. Okay, well, that's the end of the first episode of The World's Passion. All right. I thought it was a pretty good start, but yeah, we'll see you next week.